Hey guys, James Walton here. I'm the pastor of the 4th through 6th grade ministry. Today I'm bringing you your daily hope out of 2 Samuel chapter 15. Now in this story, King David's son, Absalom, is conspiring to dethrone David as king and to take his spot. Where I think this is coming from, I think it comes from a place where Absalom is fed up with the inaction of David to bring out the justice that Absalom wants for the things that happened to his sister Tamar in chapter 13. Now, what I've identified in this chapter are a couple of things. It's things that Absalom uses to sway the hearts of people, um, but I think it's tactics that the enemy also uses in our life to try and dethrone Jesus as our king. So I wanna go through a couple of verses here and unpack some of these tactics that, the, that Absalom uses and that the enemy uses in our lives. So in verse two, uh, it says this, he, Absalom, would get up early and stand by the side of the road leading to the city gate. Whenever anyone came with a complaint to be placed before the king for a decision, Absalom would call out to him, What town are you from? He would answer, Your servant is from one of the tribes of Israel. Then Absalom would say to him, Look, your claims are valid and proper, but there is no representative of the king to hear you. And Absalom would add, If only I were appointed judge in the land, then everyone who has a complaint or a case could come to me, and I would see that they receive justice. Now, there's two things that Absalom really uses here to kind of sway the hearts of the people to dethrone King David and to begin to win over their hearts to make him king. And these are the things that the enemy uses. Now, I don't necessarily think that the enemy is always after trying to become the king of our hearts, but I think one of his desires is to dethrone, especially for Christians, to begin to dethrone Jesus as our king. Either to put us in that place or to put himself in that place or anything else, the enemy just doesn't want Jesus to be our king. Now, Absalom, what he does here is very wisely is he acknowledges the injustice that the, these people are facing. He validates their claims. He validates their concerns. The enemy will do that too with us. Things that we face, things that go wrong in our life, the enemy will actually validate us, trying to gas us up, trying to, trying to get us to feel those emotions um, in order to manipulate us. Now, the things that you experience, the things that I experience, they are valid. Those emotions, those things that we go through are real and that the Lord, but here's the difference is that Absalom says that there is no representative to hear you. He tries to say that the king isn't available and the enemy will try and say that you are alone, that God isn't available, that God doesn't hear your cries, that he is far from you, that he's not, a, that there is no represent, representative of the king of Jesus to come and hear your cries. That's just not true. You see, the Lord has provided us a comforter and a counselor who is always available to us, that we can go to, that we can bring our, our distress to, that we can bring our cries to, and that they can be heard. We can go boldly into the throne room and talk to our Lord Jesus. And it even says about our Lord Jesus in chapter four of Hebrews, verses 15, it says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. And even more so, Jesus, the injustice that he went through, an innocent man who was put to death for the wrongs of other people, he knows how to relate to the things that have gone wrong in our life. So don't believe the enemy. Uh, when he tries to gas you up and tries to get you to believe that God is far from you. But rather know that your claims too are proper, but God does hear you and he is close to you. And most importantly, he is available to you. The second thing that the enemy does and that Absalom does in the story is he really tries to win over the loyalty of people's hearts. 
Um, and this is how he does it. He tries to offer them the quick justice, the justice that they want. But here's something that I've been meditating on through this scripture is the reality that the cross is not the justice we deserve. The cross is not the justice that we want, but the cross is the justice that we needed. You see, we are sinners. We have done wrong. And it is through the cross that we receive mercy. But through the cross, God has dealt with all sin. He has dealt out justice by pouring out his wrath upon Jesus so that you and I can receive mercy and forgiveness. Now, I think it's very common for us that we go and receive forgiveness at the cross, yes. But it is also a place that transforms our heart to recognize the mercy that we have received so that we can begin to give out that mercy and forgiveness towards others. You see, we are transformed by that love. In the story of Absalom, that is not the case. You see, for him, he went out and he wanted justice quickly. So he went out and he murdered the person that raped his sister Tamar. Now, he became a murderer in that. And the king, just as he didn't enact justice upon the person that raped Tamar, he didn't bring about the justice that necessarily Absalom deserved to be put to death for murdering someone else. Instead, David uh, forgave him and brought him back into the family. But Absalom, he wanted that quick justice and he knows that other people want that quick justice. So it's a way that the enemy tries to dethrone God in our heart by, by doubting the way that he deals with other people's injustices. But you see, God has, has dealt so mercifully with us, but it's also through the cross that he deals with other people's sin. So the cross is both where we, where we find forgiveness for our sins, but it's also where we need to take injustices against us, for it is where God deals with all sin. So I hope that through the scripture today, we're able to identify maybe some tactics that the enemy is using in your life to doubt the faithfulness and goodness of our King Jesus. Um, that you can begin to re recognize that you are, that your concerns are heard by God. But begin to trust that God's justice, his ultimate justice, is sufficient, is enough. Don't try and put yourself on the throne instead of Jesus, but instead trust in the way that Jesus has dealt justly. Know that your concerns are heard, that he loves you, he empathizes with you, he feels for you, but ultimately he is dealing justly in this world. May God bless you guys today as we bring everything we have to the cross before Jesus.